Welcome everyone, welcome into Game Setting episode 74. My name is Oxlight with Sparky3. Hopefully you're having an incredible day today, whatever day you are listening or perhaps watching. This podcast episode our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. Uh, join with me as always, I got both the boys here. Uh, I got Zach and John. How you boys feeling this wonderful Saturday? I'm doing good. Can't complain. Right End on. of January. True. Going into our wonderful month of February. Big true. We got a lot of good stuff to get excited for. I mean, you got like Dynasty Warriors. We're both mm-hmm. picking up seafood, so that's going to be some good shit there. Uh, John, how are you feeling? Got Lost Art coming soon for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a pretty good weekend so far. And uh, like like you were saying, February is going to be a good month. It is. Very, very good month between like, uh, you know, Lost Art for you, uh, Dynasty Warriors, seafood for all three of us, Horizon for me. It's going to be a good time. You know, <laughs> the other day I was looking at the releases and. Uh, Life is Strange Remastered also comes out in February. Yep, yep. And I was thinking about that. I was like, Life is Strange coming out. I was like, I should message Alex. Ask if he wants to have Date Night in Sifu. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's have Date Night in Sifu. That sounds fun. We can have a we can have a triple date. It'll be great. John, you want you want to join in with us? Have a triple date, Sifu. I'll probably be on more seafood than you, man. That is actually probably accurate. I mean, yeah. I should probably be asking John. But. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting it literally that day it comes out on Tuesday, but I do have to record Terrible Football Show that day, of course. So, I mean, it'll be pretty late in that day before I finally can hop on. But, I mean, I'll, I'll be playing it that week. I am excited. My, my excitement has just continued to grow for that game. You know, it really has. because it, it just looks great. I mean, I was hyped for it as soon as I saw yeah. what it was. Yeah. I, I remember you talked about on their show where you were just like, now that I actually know what it is, I am completely okay with this game yes (laughs) it does look really good all right so it's time we can finally talk about our big announcement i'll go ahead and kind of turn the music down here um so if you did not check it out on the on our youtube channel yesterday i did put up a video detailing um the announcement that we've been teasing for a a while now we have officially launched our first website uh sparky3.com is now live you can check it out in the description down below it it is going to be like the central source for all of our content uh routing you to the front page has all the featured series we'll continue to add to that as time goes on depending on what we have going on at that time latest videos blog posts etc links page uh different pages taking you to game aesthetic and like animan plus being two prime examples that have like multiple break-offs of like you know clips shorts news whatever so it it is literally the central source for everything here at sparky3 uh with that as well though you know the website we've been working on for about probably a month now i would say is about probably about accurate but we also launched something else alongside of it we actually have a merch store i actually have one of the shirts here with me for game aesthetic so shout out to that uh sparky3shop.com is live as well uh and you know, to celebrate the launch of the website and the launch of the merch store for the first seven days, you can use promo code launch and get 25% off everything in the store. Shout out to that. Make sure shop, show, uh, show some uh, support. The, the shop is very bare right now. I will be upfront. It is like literally like what, maybe a week old, I think. Yes. Like that is a very new thing that just kind of popped up. So we have like the game aesthetic logo on various things. John, I'll get you a fanny pack. I got you. Uh, You know, we can get Animan Plus stuff on various. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, Animan Plus logo on various things. Uh, There's a couple of pieces of art from uh, Josh over Animan Plus, and uh, there will be a terrible football show coming. No, lo- no, nothing for a terrible football show yet. It is coming soon. We'll talk about that later on. But it, it, this is a super exciting time for us. Um, you know, when it comes to supporting us, we're still going to continue to push, you know, subscribing to the YouTube channel, liking, comment, subscribing, whatever, right? But we're also going to be pushing the website quite a bit because with the website, you can sign up for free and it's free forever. Sign up to the website, uh, collect badges. Like if you 
you know, if you signed up day one of the website, you can get the day one badge showing you've been there since the beginning, which is really cool. And you get more badges depending on what post you, you check out. Uh, different blog posting, be able to comment on said post, et cetera. I mean, you know, the free, like I said, is free. Straight to the point, email notifications of whenever we put stuff up. Uh, but then we also have a premium tier for five bucks a month. Various things come with a premium tier, such as most notably early podcast episodes. So for like, if you're watching this video or listening to this podcast episode on Tuesday or after, just know that this episode was on the website Monday evening. I mean, this episode was early and that's how it's going to be for every episode going forward. Uh, how early? Uh, the bare minimum, I'm going to say is probably like 12 hours early, but I know an Animan Plus and GameStatics case Shit, those can probably be at least almost over a full day early just because we have a three-day turnaround on those. You know, a terrible football show, that's where it gets a little sketchy. You know, we record usually pretty late on Tuesdays. Uh, sometimes we record on Wednesdays the, the day before it goes up. So it, that one's going to be more like the 12 hours early sort of thing. But Animan Plus, Game Static, you can get those very early. Same thing to talk about movies and stuff whenever we do those because those don't have a schedule. So those will just go always go up early for you. Uh, then you also get access to premium blog posting as well, which is going to be different per the type of show that you listen to. So for like game aesthetic stuff, you know, maybe like a good example is today. One of our big topics today, of course, is Pokemon Legends Arceus. So if we wanted to, you know, for a big game release like that, we could detail our general thoughts on the game on the website in a premium blog post before the episode ever comes out and you can kind of get our thoughts early. And, you know, same thing with if anyone wants to check out like an older game and maybe wants to go in really decent detail about it because they just really fell in love with the game. They can do that on the uh, blog posting as well. When it comes to Animan Plus, same concept for any anime episodes that we're reviewing, uh, and especially manga chapters, because if you listen to Animan Plus, we usually just write and move on, at least for the big ones. Like Tokyo, My Hero, One Piece, Black Clover, Dr. Stone, JJK. Uh, Zach, would you say those are probably the main six that we try to just move past? Usually, yeah. Like, we just write that, move on. Be respectful to anime viewers. You know, I'll dive into some Mishinos Core Family or Undead Unluck. You'll dive into some L Seed or we'll dive into Weak Hero, whatever, because the audience is a little bit smaller than the ones we name because they have the fucking animes. It's super popular. Yeah. So, you know, this is a good area where it's like, you know, if Josh wants to hype up like the latest chapter of One Piece and full spoilers, he can go into details there about it or me with my hero or whatever. Uh, t- terrible football show, mock drafts, player rankings. We got a lot of draft content coming up here soon. All that can be available there. Lots of cool stuff with the blog post feature that we're going to have uh we in the, and we also have the links page which also does link to the sparky3 discord server which is open to everyone you don't have to join the website link down description below join the server let's try to build a community have a have a good time there um you know if you sign up for the premium tier you do get access to some premium channels uh in the discord server as well so something to note there uh and i would really say that the only other perk that i can think of with the premium tier is that you know i'll i'll drop some you know discount codes for the merch store for premium members every once in a while i feel like that'd be a pretty decent little premium perk uh but off the top of my head i think that's the general gist of the premium stuff am i forgetting anything do you uh, do you guys know off the top of your head or did i kind of hit it because the main thing obviously is the early podcast episodes yeah no you hit most of the regular points that we're talking about yeah all back and, and things could also change as well i mean you never know i mean we could add another premium perk in there later if it fits for our normal schedule what doesn't really put us you know in a spot where it makes our lives more difficult every week that's something i don't want to do everything that we have in there i feel like is pretty straightforward where it's not that hard to do uh, and, and give you guys some good content, some good extra stuff to, you know, motivate you to want to do the five bucks a month on the, uh, the website. But again, you don't have to feel obligated. You can sign up for free and you're free forever. Uh, so definitely sign up to the website. We'd appreciate that. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend about the website. This is, this is big. I mean, this is the biggest thing that we've ever done. Like I'm still on cloud nine 
the fact that we have fucking merch and I'm holding it like that. When I got this, I I was on cloud nine in a way. And for everyone who don't want to hit the link in the bottom, what is the URL? Uh, Sparky3.com. There you go. Yep. Sparky3.com as well as Sparky3shop.com, which is also cool. We have our own like, you know, legit URL because, you know, at first, you know, we were actually only going to have one that was paired with the company that we worked with. And we went ahead and was able to get our own domain, which also shout out to the company that we worked with, uh, TriCereal.com. They've been they've been great to work with so far. If you're a small content creator or really content creator of any size and you have, don't have a website and you maybe want to get one and really, you know, have all of your content in one place and really control your own content, I definitely recommend uh, looking into TriCereal.com and seeing if they can be a good fit for you. I'll link them down in the description below as well. Um, but I think that's kind of the big gist of the website. I mean, it's super cool. This is the biggest thing that we've ever done. And this is the next step for Sparky three, uh, boys, do you have any, any just thoughts you want to throw out there or you ready to just kind of hop into the rest of the stuff? I mean, you hit most of the things with the website. I mean, as Alex said, it's a great push that we're starting to help out anyone who wants to help support us. Just go to the website, comment, sign up for free. It'll help us get us out there. If you have anyone want to get interested in our stuff, let them know. Send, us our, send them our link. Help us out however you want to. It does. It'll be great for us. Yep. Really excited for what's to come. All right. Well, uh, last couple things, of course. Go follow us at uh, Twitter as well, GameStatic Pod, as well as check the other shows, Animan Plus, Terrible Football Show, and uh, talk about movies and stuff. Uh, now that I've gone through my, what, like fucking eight minutes of plugs, uh, we can go ahead and hop into the the normal show, kind of run through some uh, just general kind of quick talking points before we get to the big one. The only big talking point that we do have for the week is going to be Pokemon Legends Arceus. All three of us have played it at, at least a certain amount of time. Uh, what's everyone's hours on it right now? Do you know off the top of your heads? Uh, I played from like for about three hours, give or take. Okay. Uh, nine to ten. Okay. Yeah, I'm about probably right at like seven, I think, for me. So this is this is still very early impressions, even though, you know, John is nine to ten hours in. It's still very early impressions because, I mean, there's so much to this game. Uh, so we're going to be diving into that here in a little bit. But uh, we'll go ahead and uh, just kind of, like I said, run through a couple of little topics that we want to kind of throw out there. John, do you want to start? I know you had something you want to throw out there. Yeah. I probably would have ended up with uh, probably double the time into Arceus as I, as I have now. Uh, but literally right before it came out, I picked up a, a little game. Uh, I believe it's called Vampire Survival. Yeah, no, I saw you post or this. Vampire Survivors. I saw you post this in the Discord. I was what the heck is this? That was my first okay. question, too, because you were playing it last night, right? Oh, I've been playing it. Okay. I've been playing it constantly. Because, like, I was, when I was playing Legends, like, pretty late last night, I looked over, and, like, for some reason, my, my Steam friends list randomly popped up. I'm just like, all right, that's random. I look over, I see John, I'm like, what the hell's John playing? He's not yeah. playing Arceus, Alex. Yeah, he wasn't playing Arceus. <laughs> he wasn't playing Rocket League or TFT. And I'm no. like, what is he playing? No, so uh, Vampire Survivors is, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, it's a bullet hell game. Oh, it's a bullet hell game. It's a bullet hell game where you create the bullet hell as the, as hordes of, it's, it's kind of like a pixelated game, art style, where it's hordes of zombies trying and other or pick hordes of vampires and skeletons and that trying to get to you while you uh, have abilities. Basically, the only thing you do is you pick your abilities as you level up and uh, you move around and the abilities auto cast themselves. So it's a time okay. it's a time based survival game or time based survival like um, bullet hell game. 
So as you as you kill enemies, they'll drop little experience orbs you pick up. And when you get enough, you level up. And when you level up, you pick one of three, three new abilities. Uh, I think you can have either eight or ten of them. Is it randomized or is it usually the same set each time? You can you can kind of get to the same one because it's it's a relatively new game. I think it came out in December. Gotcha. And it's it's also a three dollar game. Oh okay. I uh, assume this is on Steam based on yeah. what you said. Okay. Yeah, it's a uh, it's on Steam and it's it's one of those where I've, I looked at it when it came out. I was like, I'll probably end up picking that up. Ended up picking it up and haven't been able to stop playing it. <laughs> it is just it's so much fun. But I mean. It, for a game where pretty much all you're doing is just moving around and dodging zombies, it's it's just still so much fun once you get like if you you make it to like the ten minute mark on a run and you you're pretty much going for a while. Mm-hmm. So at it's at that point it's just I hope I hit the I hope when I level up I hit the right uh, item so that I can finish them off before I go to the next or before like I can max it out and get an evolution of it or something before before uh, I start to get overwhelmed. Okay. I mean, I could see the uh, fun in it because, I mean, I used to play the crap of uh, Geometry Wars back on 360 and stuff like that, and it almost sounds slightly similar to it versus um, your bullet hell analogy. It's I don't know. It's still hard for me to picture that. You, you being the one the bullet, so more or less you're the bullet hell boss, pretty much. Yeah, okay. yeah. Where where in a normal bullet hell, you're you're dodging everything trying to get to the boss. It's kind of the reverse. You're creating the boss that they're trying to get to. Gotcha. And it, but yeah, it's just a joy to play, honestly. And it is. Uh, I I might have I started playing it. On Friday, I might have more time in it than I do in Arceus right now. Oh, wow. Then you, you played it pretty late last night then, huh? Yeah. Okay. Just, just the Yaz. <laughs> I mean, I he didn't have work today. <laughs> I yeah. mean, fair, fair. And for three bucks, it's a pretty good entry price, too. Oh, yeah. no, Very uh, friendly. Me, I was playing it, and then an, another buddy of mine, uh, me and him both bought it around the same time. And it's he, he's kind of the same way as me, where he, once you start playing and kind of get into it, because uh, it's also... There's multiple characters you can pick uh, when you unlock them for doing various challenges and mm-hmm. stuff in game, and they each have their own little quirk to them. Like one of them will gain a higher percentage of dammer damage every certain number of levels, mm-hmm. and one of them gains experience faster. Okay. Uh, and each one starts with a different one of the abilities in the game, so it's it's fun. A little bit of variation between the characters depending on which abilities you like more starting with. But but yeah, I just I wanted to give it a little shout out because it's a it's a three dollar game came out recently. Not it's like not too many people I've seen playing it, so felt like it deserved a little bit of love. I mean, it definitely sounds interesting. Um, sort of on the Steam thing, I just uh, remembered what I haven't had a chance to mess with it yet. But uh, Humankind got its first DLC, actual DLC. Oh, did it with uh, Cultures of Africa. So added uh, five new cultures, all based off uh, cultures of actual Africa. So hmm, that's nice. a nice little DLC that came out. Nice, nice. I know you were a big fan of uh, Humankind when yeah, it came out. Humankind's still really fun. <laughs> it was really they had their first event throughout Halloween and Christmas too, which was really weird because they sort of missed Halloween. They got it out like the week before Halloween, mm-hmm. and it was a uh, 
I forget how it's actually pronounced in Spanish, but the Day of the Dead event. Oh, yeah. And that ran until Christmas just because things didn't match up. And if, for anyone who played and completed all the quests, they got a special uh, AI character. Oh, okay. That's no longer available after the event. Speaking of event, I know the answer is going to be no, but have you played Halo Infinite in that cyber event? No. Okay, yeah, same here. I need to get on there and actually play it, but I haven't got on there for it yet. I, I know season one's going to be ending, like, I think, like, when is the season one ending? Is it, like, next month or the month after? I don't know. Pretty. I, pl- I played it that one night with you guys. That's true. I, I almost told you the TFT ending date. I know that date. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say one thing that I've been seeing, but the thing is, Unless I missed it, which is entirely possible, I didn't see this from an official source, but everything that I've been seeing about this Halo season, that when the next season uh, ends, and you know the next season starts, I mean, uh, it'll have the campaign co-op. I, I don't know if that's official or not. I have not. I know it's going to be coming early this year and forged later, but I, I, that's what I've been seeing a lot of people say, but I don't think I've actually seen that from like a 343 official source. Still uh, waiting for that. So I'm looking forward uh, to that. Whenever, yeah, when that drops... I mean, let's do it when it when I'm it pumped. when it drops. That's that's when I'm gonna play it. Yeah, when the co-op drops. Yeah, I, I'm very I'm very excited for us to hop on and play that. When it drops, I'll probably still be playing Dynasty Warriors. That's fair. I respect that. Uh, a couple shout outs that I wanted to give. One of these we already actually shouted out on the latest episode of Anime Plus because this re- this came out of nowhere. It really did. Uh, a couple anime game related shout outs. Seven Deadly Sins Origins coming to PC, uh, console, and mobile. Uh, did not know the mobile. We did not shout that out the other day. No. But yeah, it is coming to mobile. Found that because I found it on uh, Tap Tap, which makes sense because yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, the other one is uh, this one just popped out. Was it just today? Yeah, today. Yes, a solo leveling game by Net Marble. That's actually a pretty big publisher for mobile games and stuff. But same, that's coming to PC and mobile. the same publisher who's doing the mobile version of that Seven Deadly Sins game as well. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I still I, I still stand by what we were talking about. So that Seven Deadly Sins game has no right to look as good as it did. I mean, <laughs> it just doesn't. The solo leveling game, it's going to be PC mobile as well, and it looks really solid as yeah. well. John and me were watching right before we started recording. It looks very good. Like, And based on it, it looks like on it, you're going to be able to play as several other characters besides just Jin Woo. Oh, that's a, okay. That's you're going to cool. get to play as his waifu, and then it, yes. showed, it showed playing his tank. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah I, I will say at or least. Or Iron's his name. At least watching that solo leveling video right before we started, there was there was a moment where I was like, this this kind of like I feel like this is going to be a mobile game, but it looks like a little too much is happening for a mobile game, yeah. right? Yeah, that's kind of how I felt towards when Oops. I was watching um, the Seven Deadly Sins Origins um, thing as well. So it looks like there was a lot happening sometimes, but uh, yeah, that game like uh, you know just yeah, John, I know you probably haven't seen anything for it yet, but it literally just looks like Genshin Impact, but it's Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, that's literally what it looks like. Well, that's I, that's what I was initially w- thinking about when I was watching the solo leveling. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I'm assuming this is somewhat like Genshin Impact in a sense, or it might be. Right. It, it might be for that solo leveling one. It looked. Very much more just generally action oriented. The yeah. Seven Deadly Sins one actually showed exploring a map and whatnot. Yeah, it's like that'll probably be more dungeon based. Yeah, and when it comes to the solo leveling thing, one thing that's still kind of disappointing is that you know we get the announcement for this game, we got the announcement for I think it was the live action show, right? Yes. But yet still nothing for an anime. It's like just give us the anime. I mean, please. it got a live action. There is no anime, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> one day you'll get its anime. Nah. One day. Shut up, John. Be positive. That was being positive. <laughs> You're just bringing us back down to earth. I'm okay. slightly curious, though, why all this came out after the series ended and not before. 
right. sort of building up some height towards the ending. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind a little bit what I was pitching with or with Origin. I felt like that was such a missed window, you know. I really do. That one was far bigger gap, though. It, 100%. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I acknowledge that Four Nights the Apocalypse is doing very well right now in sales, the, the new manga. Uh, and the story is very entertaining, okay? But, like, Origins, that is such a missed opportunity. That should have been a while ago. I don't know why I just randomly, eh, let's do the Seven Deadly Sins game. Let's do that. That sounds fun. Whatever. Anyway, uh, next thing to shout out here is, um, and, and this is actually I'm, you know, we don't have to talk about it for a long time, but I do just want to propose the question because we didn't really talk about it last week. Um, you know, Activision Blizzard recently came out, and, you know, this is probably like Jason Trier saying how Activision Blizzard is committed to releasing at least the next three Call of Duties, uh, COD of this year, COD of next year, and a Warzone 2 in 2023 as well uh, on on PlayStation consoles. Okay, so the, the question that I want to propose is what do you th- what do you guys think Sony will do? Because, I mean, let's be real. COD is going to be Xbox only at some point. That's just that's too big of a price tag where Xbox, they're going to keep it on their own console at some point. What, what, do you guys think that, you know, PlayStation could potentially bring back some of their past FPS games to try to, com- you know, they're not going to fully compete because COD's COD, but at some point they're going to lose COD. I mean, what do you, I mean, th- this I'm is... I'm going to call you out real quick. You flipped real quick from last week of going... Well, Microsoft's going to push them to want to get caught and maybe push Game Pass on I mean, PlayStation. I stand by that. To, I stand by that. To Microsoft's going to keep caught solely Xbox. No, listen. The only way Microsoft will allow it to go over there at some point is if they allow Game Pass. I'm still going to push that because that's still what I fully believe will happen once this once these contract obligations run up. Okay, but let's say Sony sticks sticks to their guns, which let's be real, wouldn't shock anyone here. Sony is very stubborn about their eco space. Okay, they were like, they're still one of the last ones that doesn't allow crossplay for a lot of games. Like they're opening up to it where some games are finally getting it. Like I think it was, uh, I think Destiny just went on like a beta for crossplay for PlayStation here recently. Meanwhile, it's like crossplay in other capacities. So I mean, Sony is very adamant about staying within their eco space. So if they're not gonna, you know, which. You know, I can see the conflictions of like, oh, do we really want something Xbox labeled up on our on our home screens? Like, do we want that? You know, if they let's say they don't, let's say they're just like, no, we're not going to strike that deal. COD's going to be Xbox only if if they if they're not going to be able to work it out. So again, brings the question: what 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 can PlayStation do? You know, like you know, you think they could potentially bring back like a Resistance or a Killzone or a SOCOM? Like, what do you guys think? I think if they were. Going off of the assumption that they they're gonna that COD is, will not after the next three games won't be on PlayStation anymore, I would think they would their best bet would be to come up with their own thing. Come right. up come up with something new. Don't try to resurrect. Okay. Don't try to resurrect these ones that are gone for a reason. Right. It's like they're not still around because they while they may have been decent games, they didn't catch on. They, sure. It's like they weren't the ones that people were wanting to play. So if that's the case, why try to resurrect something that's not there instead of try something different and see if it sticks? That's fair. I mean, I'm always up for new IPs and giving yeah, it a I shot. Yeah, I know you are, yeah. Um, me personally, I think on Sony's point of view, just me personally, I could see them maybe actually just sort of cutting off FPS in general of having a singular FPS. I don't see them. I would see them continually like with keeping like 
BRs and things like that. Right. But like yeah. an actual consistent first person shooter franchise, I could see them just outright not even bothering with it and just keep on focusing on what Sony has and that's every Japanese game imaginable plus plenty of BRs and other shooters that people are already playing and just having them on their platform for people who prefer to play it on PlayStation. That's, right. a, that's a good point because they did mention a Warzone 2 there. Yeah. Which, if that's the case, they don't really need anything else. Because as far as FPS games go, most it's like a lot of it is just Warzone right now. Yeah, yeah everybody's playing Warzone or everybody. It's like or, they're or playing Apex. They're playing Apex yeah, or Warzone or some form of some amalgamation of those two games. And, the, and with the re-release of PUBG going free, a lot of people picking that up again. Yeah, so it's like that's that's the games they're playing. And realistically, I don't see them coming coming up with a fresh IP. That's just my opinion of what they should do. Fair. Personally, I'm I lean kind of more towards what you were saying, Zach. I don't necessarily think that the console needs a, a, a like a first-person shooter game. I mean, no. it's like they. I mean, I don't have my PlayStation for shooters. I have my PlayStation for all all the RPGs and everything I want to play. True. And, I mean, we may not be in the minority of that, John, because I know you and me play a lot of JRPGs and things like that. And I know there is a decently large FPS community that plays on PlayStation. True. But I don't think it would be that um, devastating of a transition if Sony just did not have a main-facing FPS and just forgo and, and focused on what they already have and know how to do. It really just depends on year by year, honestly, because, I mean, a lot of times uh, with Call of Duties, from what I see, uh, is Call of Duty sells primarily on PlayStation. So that's probably what they're going to be looking at and potentially push to maybe do a new IP. Because John does bring up a very good point. You know, why rehash something that obviously didn't work to begin with? Like, you know, each of those three franchises I named that are all dead by Sony, they're all held in some high regard by their respective communities, but they're dead for a reason. They they stopped making them for a reason. Yeah, it's like they may be held in high regard by their community, but it's a small community. Yeah, and the small community is not gonna not gonna like even if they made the game, that small community is not gonna hold it up and keep it going. True. Probably not. Speaking of BRs, I totally forgot that a Hyperscape thing was a thing until I saw the news that I, uh, that the Ubisoft shut it down. I mean, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, it was big for what, like two days when they yeah. paid, when they paid all the streamers to play it. Yep. Maybe, yeah. Yep. Maybe for like a week or two, but that's about it. Yeah, did not it did not last long. Uh, it only had like an actual two year run, but obviously, like I said, I completely forgot it was a thing because they'd only had like that one week of popularity, like you guys are saying. I mean, I miss. I played it a. For like a couple days. I mean, it was all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Still talking about Activision Blizzard here. Hey, we did get an announcement from Blizzard that they're working on a new survival game for PC and console. Not much to really dive in on that. It's just a brand new IP. Uh, We'll see. We'll see it when we see it. You know, God knows how long that's going to be. So it's just something to kind of throw out there. Um, Now, Elder Scrolls, though, Elder Scrolls Online did announce its next expansion. And every time I see one of these, I always ask myself, do I need to finally play this damn game? No, no. I downloaded it yesterday. I don't know if I'll play you it, though. You download it every year and don't play it. You're correct. I do. And every year is a bigger download. I actually came over when he was downloading <laughs> yep. it, and it's like a 92 gigabyte download. Yep. But I downloaded it. We'll see if I jump into it. No. No. Probably won't. You're right, but I still have it there in case I want to. So you also have Alan Wake sitting on a shelf. Look, if I'm going to play that, I'm going to get the remake, <laughs> the remake, okay? So you can kiss my ass. <laughs> 
but you're not going to get the remake. Yes, the I will. Remaster. Yes, I will. And it's going to sit on your console, taking up space. I'll get it. I promise. We already know you're going to get it. And I will play it. That's the part that's in contention. <laughs> that's fair. I I fully acknowledge I'll, I'll tell the you, hate that I'm getting here. I'll tell I get you, it. he's going to play Alan Wake like I keep telling him I'm going to play Mass Effect. That's probably a pretty accurate way to describe it. <laughs> doesn't matter if I have the game downloaded. doesn't mean I'm going to play it. It's just to appease other people. I'll play Alan Wake at some point, okay? Because I'm determined to get this monkey off my back and prove that I can play a game when I say I will. Yeah, but then there's that other one for Animan that I still got you for. Uh, that one, that one's rough. I still have not removed it from my queue because I don't want to admit full defeat. But I know I'm never going to watch it. I, I know I'm not. I just, I know I'm not. The funny part is not removing it from the queue is the real defeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Um, next thing we have here is that uh, Respawn went on a little bit of a slew of announcements. Uh, Respawn and EA working on three new Star Wars games, a uh, new Jedi game, which we already have been hearing some reports on mm-hmm. that we got a sequel coming, or at least something within that space, uh, as well as a new Star Wars FPS and a strategy game. They've been, they've been announcing that they're working on Star Wars games for almost three years now. Yep. That's all we've... We, we know you're working on a game. Make a damn game already. Show us something. Damn it. Yep. Give us a name. Give us give us something about a game. Well, they, uh, it's not an announcement to say you're working on another one. The Game Awards showed us a Star Wars Eclipse. game, and then it immediately went into hell. Yeah, it's in full blown <laughs> developmental yeah. hell. It's, <laughs> it's like you, they. It's been constant talk, like every year. It's we got another one we're doing. It's like, but. You can't make one. Why are you trying to make three? Yeah, they're uh, re- they're really uh, spreading respawn out on that one, making three different ones, which I feel like is a little telling as well that EA isn't having dice help with anything. I feel like that's a little telling with how bad Battlefield twenty forty two has turned out. Um, but also, when it comes to this deal, one thing just friend, you know, just a friendly reminder for everyone: EA's um, exclusive deal on this only lasts for one more year. Yep, for Star Wars games, and then. You know, you know, nothing's going to stop them from making more as long as they can get the AOK from like Disney and stuff. But after this year, Disney can basically, you know, throw Star Wars IP out to really any publisher. Which, while I'm not a big Star Wars fan, that will be very interesting to see what publishers want to step up and try to create whatever. You know what I mean? Instead of it just not being in EA's hands anymore. So that'll be cool. Uh, last little thing here before we jump into some Pokemon Legends is, um, you know, so we just had the PS Plus games of February revealed, and everyone was oh, starting I, to immediately I, I point. Haven't, I haven't looked at this yet. Okay. I don't even know what the games are. I think one of them was was UFC. But I don't know. The, the games themselves isn't important. Uh, what, what everyone immediately started to point out is that, like, on the actual big promo art that they put out, literally you go back at any other thing from the past, they all say for PlayStation Plus members, now it just says on there where that – little text was available at, at no extra cost, which I just wanted to shout, shout that out because we've been getting a lot of reports and rumors that their PlayStation is about to reveal their project Spartacus possibly this month in February. So I feel like this could potentially, you know, kind of, kind of give some, uh, some backing to what like some insiders and reporters are saying, which is, which is going to be cool to see. You know, I, I'm interested to see what this three tier program is going to be that uh, Sony's got lined up to try to compete with game pass. 
So just wanted to throw that out there, just a little friendly tidbit and reminder that this is this could be the month that uh, we get to see what this finally is. You know, I do want to throw out one thing I saw. So as officially of, I think, yesterday, actually, Sega is officially out of the arcade business after 50 years. Yeah, I saw that. Big rip. Hell so, run. yeah, the Sega arcade is going to be shut down. That's I saw that, and that was really sad when I read that. Yep. A hell of a run. 50 years for Sega. They had something, and yeah. now they're letting it go. Yeah, hell of a run. Still on the Sega uh, train, I did see some. Um, I did see an interview earlier this week from some of the devs that are working on Sonic Frontiers, and when they were talking about, uh, <laughs> I think I saw this tweet. Yeah, when they were talking about the game, is that they've pretty much everything about the game, everything about like the actions and everything about like you know how the game is going to be played. They've essentially built their building completely from scratch, which could be a good thing or a disastrous thing. I don't know which. Especially since it's coming out this year. They just get Jim Carrey to voice everybody. Please. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. We'll see how fr- uh, Frontiers goes. I'm staying cautiously optimistic. At the very least, they'll have a great story. Everything else, I don't know. It just turns out to be a game with just nothing but catching chows. They need to make that into a mobile game. Not, like, you know, not, Get like the Chow Garden and make that into a mobile game from a Sun Ranger 2. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that'd be a dope mobile game. I'd play okay. the shit out of that. Can't believe I'm going to be the one who says, but not everything needs to be a mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest mobile John, gamer here. <laughs> it would be an idle game. It would be. Not all idle games need to be made. <laughs> <laughs> I played a bunch of shit ones. I mean, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, any other thoughts you boys want to throw out there before we get into some legends? No, I don't got anything else from this week. Nah, I think we can kind of jump into it. Okay. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, the reviews were outstanding, honestly, uh, you know, when the embargo was lifted. Um, you know, a lot of high ratings across the board. I haven't <laughs> checked on um, the Metacritic score recently, but when it first popped out, it was uh, started off as, an I think, an 86, I think. A uh, lot of 5 out of 5s, a lot of, like, 8 out of 10s, stuff like that. Its scores were very high up there. Um, I mean, my favorite thing from seeing it was uh, because I saw the early reviews. Someone had posted together all the reviews and tweeted, and it was all, like, 8s to 9s, and there was a few 7s in there. The funniest thing I saw was a – I don't remember whose article it was, but someone – it was an article uh, headlined – Arceus is the best Pokemon game, but also the messiest. I saw I yeah. saw that post. <laughs> I didn't read the article, but it was like I remember seeing that title. Yeah, because I saw the, all the reviews, and then I saw that headline. I was like, I'm okay with this. Or, or I may have seen it. May not have been that one. I saw one that was very similar to that. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I think it was worded a little differently. The one I saw, uh, but yeah, it was like Pokemon Legends Arceus could be the best in the series while being the worst. Yeah. I mean, so far, I've been enjoying with three hours. I did en- enjoy the opening. The opening was a nice touch of just, it's not a start menu. It just throws you right in that sucker. We have our traditional, tell me what you look like. But instead of being a professor, it's the Ar- Arceus, Arceus, however you pronounce it. And the story's just said, you're just some kid that gets yeeted out of the present time to go <laughs> yeah. and get sent here. Man, they, nobody, I will... Uh, I'm not that much further than you guys, really, but man, people still just love love talking about how you fell out of the sky. I noticed that. Uh, you, it, it does just, not stop. It just, every time <laughs> you encounter somebody, oh, you're the one who fell out of the sky. Yeah. Oh, you're the flying kid. Yeah, exactly. And I will say that opening, um, 
you know, for a lot of people, probably like us, can just look past it because you know it's just like it helps set up the game. But there's there there's a lot of there's also that handful of people where it's just like this is absolutely stupid way to start a game. Why? Their argument is that it's just like it makes zero sense for your this random kid to just get randomly pulled back in time. Congratulations to gaming and anime logic. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're pl- we're also playing a game where, where we're a 15 year old kid running around catching Pokemon, trying to trying to like help out this village back in time. It's a stupid concept. You're also yep. a 15 year old kid with the mental fortitude of a damn sage who's just like, hey, I'm in another world. Sure, I'll catch Pokemon. Why are people scared? And the entire time in any of the options, I was just like, where's the, I'm scared shitless option. <laughs> True. I will say, like, I, while I don't really have a beef with that and how you start the game, you know, the base concept, I don't yeah. really have a beef with it because I get it, whatever. I do think it would have been kind of cool to make it where this whole game is focused in the past, like where you are a character from the past. I do think that would have been cool. But I'm like I said, I don't have a beef with that. I just know there are people that do that really trash on that, which I get it. It's like what you just said. It's just like stupid anime, whatever. You know, I get that. But uh, talking about what do we want to start with the bad or the good? Because, you know, this is a messy game in some capacities. Before we before we kind of get into that, uh, just quickly, starter choices. Oshawott. Oshawott. Cinequil. See, as I, I've said before, I always do a first one with water because I'm just a water person. If I actually chose my favorite, it would have been Cyndaquil because Cyndaquil is probably my favorite starter. Pretty much nine times out of ten. Um, well, okay, let, let me let me say this. Ten times out of ten for a brand-new Pokemon region with brand-new starters, I will always pick grass no matter what first. Uh, but since these are three that I've used all three before, and I love my boy Rowlet, he's not one of my favorite grass starters. Oshawott, though. Yeah, I mean, Oshawott is, like, one of my favorite water Pokemon of all time. I, I love Oshawott so, da- so damn much. Plus, since I already n- knew what the Hisuian forms were, I've said it before on the show, grass fighting is just, that's just a shit type, man. So I'd rather rock with the water dark type. That sounds like a lot more fun. Have you got to Typhlosion? Are you at, the, are you at Typhlosion now? Yeah. How's, uh, how's, how's, how's he rocking, the, the fire ghost? He's fire. Oh, he's just, he's just pure fire? He's not ghost? Oh, he's ghost type. So. Fire. I'm the one who's been using it. Don't tell me what he is. I'm pretty sure he's fire ghost. I don't know what you're on about. He's a fire type. Fire ghost sounds fucking stupid. I mean, that's Chandelure. I'm the I'm the one using it. He was fire type when I evolved him. I'm going to have to fact check this because I swear to God. I mean, I you say that's Chandelure. Chandelure's I ghost mean, fire. That's not dumb. Hey, fire ghost is dumb. Hey. They're... they're I'm not. Sa- I'm not saying that it 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 wouldn't be fire ghost. I'm just saying when I evolved it, it was fire. Okay. Well, do do we want to start with the the good or the bad? Because I mean, this is it it that article is not is not wrong. It is a messy game in some capacities. I mean, as a, I'm only three hours in, so I haven't seen right. a whole lot. I do notice that there is a bit of, I do get a bit of glitches every now and again in the middle of battles when. He goes to throw Pokeballs, whether it's throwing out a new Pokemon or uh, trying to throw a Pokeball to catch something. It'll sort of glitch out for a moment and have a stutter. The only other thing I have is apparently this gatekeeper guy who y'all keep referencing earlier, who mine's missing a head. Yeah, you did mention that, that he's headless. <laughs> and I just saw him, okay, cool. <laughs> out of curiosity... You, you keep saying it's messy. What what are you having that's making you say it's messy? 
Well, the biggest thing, and you know, I defended this weeks ago, and I'm still going to continue to defend it where it's a Pokemon game. Get over it. But I will say you can really tell where the game is held back by the Switch's power in terms of just like the general graphics and textures because those textures are pretty rough. Uh, I I don't think anyone can fight against that. And I'm not knocking, like I'm not saying that, oh, that's going to knock like six points off my my opinion on it. No, I mean, I got defended weeks ago. It's a Pokemon game. It, that, it, when you're playing this, you feel like you're playing a Pokemon game. You know what I mean? Like, with how it looks. And that's fine. But I, I definitely can say that I can tell by looking around in different areas. Like, I know you mentioned to me about that, you know, me and you had the tree thing that uh, that was happening to us. Tree, uh, tr- what he's referring to is from us. It's like, unless you're right up on the trees, they're purple. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the textures is pretty messy. I will say that. And, you know, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and just say that it's, you know, makes the game terrible because it doesn't. Um, but in my opinion, all it does is tell me that, okay, you know, I feel like, you know, it's, it's a mix of two things. It's one, it it does come back to the Switch's power. While yes, we can go look at Breath of the Wild and while Breath of the Wild looks really great, which also brings to the point too, at the end of the day, this is a huge experiment for Game Freak. I mean, this this is off their norm, okay? And I I feel like it's obvious where corners were cut, you know, is the way that I'll put it. Um, Because, I mean, like, you know, the moment that I got into the game and you see the storm, whatever, above Mount Cornet, every time I look at it, I can't get over it. The actual white part literally just looks like someone just put a JPEG on that thing. Like, I can't get over that. Because, like, the storm and the cloud is spinning. But that white part just looks like a JPEG to me. And, again, I'm not trashing the game for this. I get it. But I, I'm just pointing out that I could tell where some corners were cut see, to focus on other areas. See, that doesn't bother me because, meanwhile, you see that. And then I look at that and I go, that's the coolest-looking thing in this game right now. <laughs> and, and, and I want to I want to go there. But I, I, I can't right now. Yeah, we're not there yet. We'll get there. Yeah, no, the, uh, honestly, aside from some of the textures, like, either not rendering quite properly, like, with a few, few issues, like, being, being colored, or being the wrong colors, or just, like, not popping in fully from a distance, I mean, you play the, you sit down and play the game for more than an hour, and you, you forget to notice all of that. Mm -hmm. It's like, it just disappears. It's. I mean, I was, I was, let's say, cautiously optimistic about the game, like the the game beforehand. I was excited for it, but I was a little, little cautious of like how the story was going to work, what it was going to be. I'm having a blast with it, having more fun with it than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say one thing: I th- I did say beforehand, uh, I think it was last week, was I, th- I was like I. Th- have a feeling the noble fights are going to be tedious are and they? not necessarily fun. And they are more tedious than fun. <laughs> At least in my in my opinion. I've it's, only done one. It was Cleaver and it was so so stupidly boring. It's the basically the the objective is you throw a bomb at them okay. over and over again like they did in the video while you dodge attacks. Really, you only have to dodge it a couple times because depending on the one that you're in, like the the cleaver one, you can you can make him stun himself. Yep, and then that immediately triggers the where you can throw your Pokemon out and battle him. 
which is what I did because like literally when the fight started, he accidentally hit the tree that's in the middle of the area and he basically just got stuck there where I just kind of like peeked out from behind the tree and he kept charging into the tree, stunning himself. So he would stun himself. I'd battle him real quick, throw more of the little bags of whatever we're throwing at him and then just repeat process. He keep, he would just keep hitting the tree over and over again. <laughs> but it, I mean, it, at least they do get a little more, like there's a little more that starts to go on rather than that one where it's, it's like there's, there's one op- or two options. Basically he's going to charge you or he's going to try to hit you with this rock. That's going to follow you or whatever. Mm-hmm. They get a little more like where you actually have to dodge around and stuff, mm-hmm. but at least not too far or like not too much more, but a little more where you actually have to do something. Gotcha. Uh, but so far they've been, the noble fights were just as tedious as I thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I've been having a blast. The, the, the fields are, it's kind of like if you, if you enjoyed the wild area from sword and shield, just multiply that field. I was about to say, based on how some people were saying the map was going to be, I'm actually sort of surprised how big the zones are. Yeah, the they, zones are big. They are a lot bigger than I thought they were going to yeah, be. Yeah, same. I agree. I, when people said it was going to be a smaller map, I figured it was going to be like maybe two or three zones, but no, there's actually quite a few zones, and each one's got decently sized area. And at least in the first like two, two or so areas you can kind of go to, they just connect in. It's just a matter of going there yeah you're not it's like you're not necessarily blocked off it's just a matter of it's it's a matter of like you get a little story progression and you get there's a guy like at one point i think the first time you go in there's a guy blocking the the bridge to go across you finish the little story that you're on you go back out there and he moves and that's like the only guy blocking off an area yeah because i found out that you can't swim yeah, yeah, I yeah. found that out too. <laughs> so you drown, yeah. Yeah, because I was just like, fuck you, man. I'll just go, what the hell? Well, it's weird because it you it makes you think you can swim. Yeah, because it allows you to swim for a couple yeah, moments. Yeah. You get out there and you get you get a couple you get to move a couple basically like steps, essentially, and then you fall underwater. Yep. Oh, I did learn something too. If you're out in, in the fields and all your Pokemon faint. The battle just ends and you have to run away. <laughs> you don't get sent back to like a Pokemon, like the the medical bay or anything. No, you gotta fucking run your ass away from the they battle. Because they don't exist yet. Yeah, it's like if they knock out all your Pokemon, the battle ends and then it starts charging at you. That's funny. I I actually was curious about that because, um, it's, it's called Monferno, right? Yeah. Yep. I've ran into a random Monferno that was higher level than my entire party. And it kept one-shotting after it set up. And every I noticed that every time it defeated a Pokemon and I had to choose another one, I liked the little touch where the Monferno just would glance toward the defeated Pokemon, then glance at it, and then stare at the trainer. I was like, that thing's going to fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, next time you're fighting a wild Pokemon that's beating your Pokemon, just watch it's, how it looks, where its head's moving. <laughs> Yep, and th- and that's actually one of my uh, main positives of the game is that as you're kind of going around, like you, in a way, you almost get uh, a little bit of like almost tension in a way because you really have to plot. Okay, how am I going to do this? Am I just going to avoid this? 
you know, do I need to actually sneak? Do I need to throw a berry and try to distract it? What do I need to do? Which uh, I think is a, uh, I think that is a good dynamic to add into the game of where, you know, these Pokemon will fuck your shit. <laughs> uh, I've thrown a berry for distraction a total of one time. And then I just, I'll, I'll mow through them if I have to. If they want to challenge me, I'll put you down. I've, I also found a random peach and I just kept feeding it. Now, oh, I, nice. tra- I, it, I will say it because I saw the Pichu too, but I scared it off Aww. because I didn't, I didn't notice it yeah. in time and then it ran away. I will say it is, there is this weird moment when you see like a Pokemon for the first time in the area and you have to have that consideration. Is it going to run away or is it going to attack me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because let me tell you, I did not think Paris was going to be aggressive. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. I don't know what you're talking about. He's part of the Scuttle family. Scuttle, 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 Scuttle. God, stop that. Hey, he can scuttle all he wants to. I just didn't expect him to. Because, like, you'll just walk by and you're like, oh, there's a couple parrots there. And then it's like you hear a noise and you turn around and there's like four of them chasing after you. And it's like, wait a second, what's happening here? But so far, I mean, I've. Most of my time has just been running around in the in the fields. That's how mine has been. Just trying to go everywhere that I ha- I can possibly go to see kind of where the spawns are, what Pokemon are there, yeah. and then try to try to catch any new ones that I see. See, that's sort of where I am. I mean, most of my three hours, I only progressed when my Pokemon were about to hit the first threshold, and I went, I guess I should do it so I can keep using them. That's the only time I, I progressed. I will say I did over level, uh, did over level, and it's it's not like when you over level they just completely stop listening to you. Oh really? They, yeah, it's it's like I over leveled it by like two levels, mm-hmm. or at least I, one of my mods did. I think my Luxray over leveled by by two, and it, he he was still listening to me for the most part. Okay. He, he never really didn't obey me, or if if he did, if he did, I didn't really notice. I will say one thing I have noticed is they they've changed a lot of moves and how a yes. lot of they changed how all statuses work. Yeah, yes. yeah, they did. I, that's like, just one of my slight things I noticed because towards uh, getting more into Pokemon games, I started using status moves and setup moves a lot more, and I've noticed that not nearly as many setup moves like Tail Whip, Growl, things like that. RN. Yeah, those are the those two moves in particular are actually completely removed from the yeah. game. They yeah. they removed a, a lot of moves. Like I mean, I think there's only like I saw I saw the number the other day, but I think it, I think it was Cerebi is who posted on Twitter. There's maybe only like 200 moves in the game, yeah. which really is not that much. Well, it's interesting because they've changed how a lot of them work. Yeah, they like do. S- sleep is no longer just like a sleep. Sleep is just makes them drowsy. And there's a chance on their turn they just don't attack because mm-hmm. they're tired. Yeah. And then, like, poison and burn are still both the same. Yeah. But those statuses go away the second you're out of combat. And uh, freeze has changed as well. They don't I, just freeze anymore. They get, they, I think it's just called frostbite. Okay. I haven't encountered freeze yet. Yeah. Or I haven't encountered anything that got to use it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, you just one-shot him? Yeah. Okay. And then also when it comes back, you know, what you're talking about with like setup moves, whatever. So like an example, sword stance, you know, sword stance would normally only be your physical attack. Now it just, instead of 
picking one or the other, it now just says offensive stats have increased, yeah. or you know, like you know what you know one of the defensive stat boosters. It's like defensive stats increased, not special or physical oh, defense. Yeah. Oh, fun, fun thing too. Like if you're, uh, if you're in a battle with a wild wild mon and you throw a ball at it and they if they get out of it, there's just a chance for their stats to increase. Yeah, they get they get angered. Yeah, yeah. they they don't always, but let me tell you, enraging. Alpha Mons, go fuck you up. It hurts. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> that, mon, that Monferno I found, yeah, no. I tried to catch it and went enraged, and that's when it started one-shotting everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. There was, there's was. there been a, a couple, like a couple alphas that I went after where it's like the battle started. They started getting, they started getting enraged, or like they got enraged like two times, and I was like, you know what? I'll come back for you later, <laughs> and I'll just I'll knock them out and go about my day. But it's so far it's been interesting because I've I've done three three noble battles so far, mm-hmm. and every time you encounter one of the nobles, you get or every time you encounter the nobles, you get like. Like a tablet, like a, the psychic tablet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he the broke. plates. Yeah. Do you install it into your weird ass phone? It's uh, for Arceus. Change Do you it. install it into your weird ass phone? No, I think you install it into Arceus. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it changes uh, its type. Yeah, it's the Arceus. It's the plates for Arceus. Uh, same thing with uh, Savali. Can also use them where it just changes their type because that's they're the only Pokemon that can do that. But yeah, so you, you you start getting those, and then after you do like the the battles with them, you get like a little, you get like a whistle that you can use to to ride them around. Oh, okay. So that's that's how that's kind of when you start getting the the quicker traversal in that. Yeah. Although the second noble battle, you think, riding them around, it's like you, it's like a little treasure sniffer. <laughs> You mean the Wait, bear? Yeah, you ride him, <laughs> ride him around, and he'll if he's got a little arrow that pops up in front of him that's blue or something, and if it starts blinking red, it means in that direction he'll if you follow it, he'll tell you to dig at the end of it, and then he'll give you an item. Okay. So it's like I was just I was like riding him around. I'm like, let's see if I can find anything. And the next thing you know, I'm just doing laps around, and then I got all this <laughs> fucking Pokemon chasing me around, wanting to fight. Now, one thing that they did very well with this game, which is one of the main things that they needed to hit out of the park, is I feel like the gameplay is very fluid, which that's so important because it's kind of like it's kind of like why you know, let's say like Jared for example, you know, me and Jared have our ongoing Zelda debate. One of his biggest things about Breath of the Wild is just how many different ways he can go about something. The gameplay is very fluid. Uh, it's the same thing with here. I mean, you can be running along throw a Pokeball at this, immediately swap to a Pokemon to hit a tree to collect stuff, and then turn back around and throw another Pokeball at this and go go collect this. You know, the gameplay, it's very fluid. There's very, you know, there. it's not like you have to stop and re- and go open up your menus and change everything. Same thing with battles. It's just yeah. all right there in the game. Just, you know, hit some triggers, change your Pokemon, change if you're going to use items or not. And I think that and that's one of the biggest things they need to hit out of the park. Uh, which, again, is why, you know, I can see where some corners were cut, you know, because, again, this is all new to them. This is all new territory. But at the very – the most important part is they did very well with the gameplay. Yeah. Um, there is something very satisfying about, like, sitting in a bush and there being, like, four Pokemon walking by in front of you and then throwing balls at them all and then just watching it 
it ding one after the other that you've caught them. Oh yeah. Well, it's like, and they're just all at the same time going. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's way more efficient. Yep. <laughs> Every time I've been in the bush, Zach, I just think of you whenever, whenever the game was revealed, whatever, and it showed him <laughs> hot in the bush, and you're just like, oh, we're the hunters now. I was like, how the times have changed. <laughs> yeah. Every time I'm in the bush, I just think that. <laughs> well, what are the like, you know how when you get up close to them, you can, like, hit the left trigger or something and, and inspect them to yeah. see? Yep. Man, you can, that's the only way to really tell with the alphas what level they are to know yes. if you can actually go after them. But it's like a lot of times they're in an open field or something. So, so getting nothing to hide So at. getting close to them is, is difficult. And throwing a berry doesn't distract them. Yeah, throwing a throwing a, a, a rock at them doesn't stun them either. <laughs> <laughs> You can find them, you can get mud balls. Yeah, I've gotten a few oh, yeah. from Geodes. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, there'll be, there's a couple that I've found where it's like, you're like you're kind of approaching up to it, and it's like, I don't want to make it mad where it just immediately starts chasing me. So, like, you're just skirting around a little rock on the very edge, and it's like, I just need you to take like two more steps, dude. <laughs> two more steps, and I can see. And it's like, oh, shit, level 60. I'll, I'll be back for you later. <laughs> and one thing that I like about the Alpha Pokemon, at least for now, could my opinion change? Yes, is I like how pretty much as long as you have registered them in your decks, they can be an alpha Pokemon. It does not matter, which is a big difference from, you know, Pokemon Sword and Shield with the max raids where each den had their own respective Pokemon that would be like the like the most powerful, you know, the purple beam mm -hmm. dens. In, in this game, anything can be an alpha. I encounter an alpha Bidoof. That thing was massive. Yes. <laughs> it yeah. was so big. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen... I've seen an alpha Bidoof. I've got an alpha, uh, what's, was it Tangrowth? Yep. I've, I've seen one of those walking around. Mr. Tickle. And it, let me tell you, it's. That's it's, Giga Tickle to you. It's fucking big. Mister, also, shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Tickle for my DBA team. I will say as well, because uh, have, have you actually caught alpha Pokemon and been using them? I've caught two of them. I have not used them, though. Okay, here's the thing. As big as they are, when you catch them and they're walking around, that's how fucking big they are. <laughs> oh, no. I, got I mean, a, I was actually sort of happy with I that. I got a Cricketune three times my size. <laughs> Speaking of Cricketune, you know, since Cricketune, uh, you know, I don't, I'm drawing a blank, but I don't think he was in Sword and Shield where you could see his walking animation. His walking animation fucking scares the shit out of me. Because I saw an alpha Cricketune and I didn't see like what level it was. So I got up close to it, whatever once it did. I'm just like, oh, yep, not doing this. And it, just, it started chasing me down. And I turned my camera to see if it was still right behind me. And just, it's waddle scares the shit out of me. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to get you, bitch. I'm just like, no, please leave me alone. <laughs> see, no, I didn't you, have that with anything like that. The first time I encountered the drift loons for the first time at night, oh, yeah. that sort of messed with me because I was just staring at a starly and I was about to catch it, was sitting in the boot, sitting in the bush, and it went night and suddenly it just flew away. I went, what the hell just happened? Oh, yeah. And the night changed it, man. It's quick. Yeah, I was like, what the hell just happened? And then without even noticing, I just see the red eye that you've been spotting. I was like, what? And I turned and I was look around and there's just three drift loons popping in and out coming at me. Yeah. <laughs> and no. I was like, well, no, fuck. Dude, no, that that spawning, man, it drops it drops like a hat, bro. Because, like, I was literally, like, trying to get, you know, just capture a beautifly or whatever. It did not see me. I go to throw the ball. It disappears, which it's a little bit, like, from, like, me to John sort of level, right? Yeah. But then, like, it disappears. I'm like, damn it. But then it's like, as night happens, like, where my laptop is right here, a dust hawk just appears right in front of me. And I'm like, whoa, what the hell? 
So it, it you're right, dude. That it, it changes quick. It changes yeah. very, very quick. Have either of y'all started trying to see how far away you can throw a Pokeball? Yeah, I found a limit. You too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's one Pokeball that I'll you can throw further. Is that the feather one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah, you're supposed to be able to throw it further to catch because it's it's supposed to be better for catching the fast mons. Yeah. Or faster flying. Mm-hmm. But going back to you talking about the Cricketune uh catching you off guard with it chasing after you. <laughs> I, I got a better one. I was walking through an area, and there's, like, all these little ponds and shit in there. And I'm walking by and then didn't didn't see it. I just saw the eyes turn towards me of a giant alpha hippowdon. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at it going, uh, I didn't want to have anything to do with you, sir. <laughs> I'll be on my way now. That That is definitely an interesting feeling now playing Pokemon versus Pokemon was like, I'm going to just go in the grass. I'm going to go beat stuff and cash it to now. Sal, you just walk. was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and it is also sort of like a nice touch with uh, the interaction with like the NPCs and stuff. Like one of the first early quests, the one with the Starly. Yeah. Where the lady first has you complete the investigation of it, then actually bring a Starly to her. And you're just like, you want to touch it? She's like, God, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is like, uh, as I'm walking through the towns, like, later on in the game, she'll just be standing standing around looking at, like, a gift shop or something. Yeah. And, and, and just be like, I wonder what Starly would like. Yeah, no, she just repeats that. <laughs> but uh, do you guys, do you, have you guys had to do the, do a mission for uh, catching a guy at Wurmple? Yeah. Yeah. Just keep talking to him. Oh, does it get entertaining? <laughs> it just well, it, it starts evolving. <laughs> Oh, As because yeah, he wants on. he wants a beautifully, but I I almost guarantee it's going to turn into a dusk. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I haven't got there yet, but he's he's making his way there. What did it involve into? I don't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it, once it goes to a cascoon, it's said and done. Yeah. Well, it either becomes a cascoon or silcoon. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember which one it evolved into. Okay, but yeah. I've, I've as soon as I caught it for him, he said beautiful. I'm like, you getting a dust docks, dude? That's the exact same thing I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say the the requests they, they start to get a bit tedious, at true. least in my mind, because there's an assignment board where you'll start getting requests from the assignment board, but all yeah. the request tells you is, "Oh, somebody wants help with this. Do you want to do it?" And you hit yes, and then you but have then to go you, find you have to go find the person who put the request on to yeah. go do the request for them. I've started getting a few of those, and I was sort of like. What what's the point of this board? Yeah, the board the board serves no purpose other than to tell you, oh, somebody might want to talk to you. Yeah, you could just do what you've done with all the other quests and just make a marker on the map, and I'll run to them so we can just steamline this. Yeah, I will say one of the nice things about this game is uh, the way they've they've changed how you can you can change out your moves. Yes, that is nice because you don't unlearn any moves, any move that you've learned. Is just in a in a box basically, or they're all there. But when yeah. you go to change moves, you can just see every move that you've ever learned on that mon, and you can swap them out at will. Yeah, that is a nice little um, quality of life change for this game. And then there's in the training grounds, there's a lady you can talk to up there who will, who will teach them like specialty moves or mm-hmm. something for money. Man, you they can learn all kinds of yes, shit. Yes, they can. You can you can teach them just about anything you you want to like. I, th- I think the 
I think they were trying to teach my my. I think it was a quill lava at the time, like ice punch. Yeah, no. I'm like, this she, doesn't even make sense. She's just a human TM machine. Yeah, she just it, beats it into them. It's basically just how they did TMs in this game. Is you go talk to this lady and she'll tr- she'll teach him the move for like two thousand or something. The thing you gotta remember though is once she teaches it, you gotta equip it. It doesn't automatically equip. Yeah, it. I did. I did double check that because I I uh, I bought some move. I think I bought a couple moves for uh, my crowbat, mm-hmm. and then. Almost forgot to equip them. Question: Is Crobat's evolution still the same in this game, or does he just evolve once you hit a level? Because usually Crobat evolves once you get. A... I I had a I had a Golbat for a, for a while. Okay, before so he evolved. So probably got to still do friendship. Yeah, I'm Yay. I'm assuming I'm assuming that it's not that long. Like I just I had him with me for a while and uh, like was using him fairly consistently, and then and then he eventually evolved. Yeah, because I was wondering about that because I noticed that lady who's just a bit outside the training ground who has all these specialty items to evolve Pokemon through trades and what items they have to hold. Yeah, you buy items from... This is one thing I was going to mention because I don't know if you guys got to it yet. You you can buy items from her with merit points. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have I you guys encountered the merit system yet? Yes. Nope. So the the as you... When you progress further, you'll st- if you open <coughs> up the map, you'll start to see like an icon on it. And if you hover over, say like somebody's satchel. Yep. Oh, I saw that. Yep. If you go pick the satchel up, uh, it'll say like satchel return to them. And then if you go in your menu, there's an option like in the network one to recover items and like, it'll give you an item or give you a couple items and then you get merit points for it. So is that just where other players have been offed? I don't think so. I don't know if it, I, it might just be random or it, it might be something like that. I don't know. Because I think, I think I found, I'm pretty sure it's just random. Because okay. one of them, I was like in the first opening area, and I retrieved one, and it was giving me Ultra Balls. I'm like, I can't use Ultra Balls yet. Yeah, no, because I did notice that on my map uh, the other night that there's one that just says Ava's Lost Satchel. I was like, okay, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I saw them. It, yeah, if you go pick it up, you just start accumulating merit points, but you got to do a lot of them to get enough merit points to afford anything. Because it's like, I think... I think like uh, some of the specialty items were like two thousand or something yeah, merit some points. Yeah, some of them are really expensive. Which it's not the f- it's not that you don't get a decent amount. Like I was getting like fifty or so per satchel, but I they don't show up super often. Gotcha. Or like I've recovered three, and then like there's two more on my map. I'm like this is so it's gonna be a, a grind. Little, thing. It's like this will take a little while. Eventually it'll just happen, but until. Like unless I'm actively searching these out when they when they show up, it'll just take a while. But yeah, I don't know if there's any other way to get merit points or anything. Satchels are in fact from when players that died. Called it. Yep. Uh, which that's pretty. That's a nice little touch. I think they included something like that in Sword and Shield. Whenever you connect online, you can go around and pick stuff up off the ground. See, the reason why I thought that was because of. Uh uh, Shadow of Mordor, the revenge missions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it just like the. I think the satchels just give them generic names like that because all of mine have been like Ava, Annie, or something like that. It's not something like XXX Terminator X underscore X. Yeah, it's it's been nothing like that. So that's why I thought it was just you know people like just generic stuff, whatever. Yeah, because I've encountered the same name like three times now. Okay, that'd be very more entertaining just seeing random well, people's actual usernames. 
Yeah, may, maybe it is just like generic, like built-in game names, you know, that they had set up. But obviously now we know what it is, but they're just not putting the actual usernames. And also before I lose this um, this train of thought here, one thing that to also add on with your question about the Crobat evolution, one thing that is very interesting about this game is that this game was a, it, it is fully and truly built for a single-player experience. Oh, yeah. Because all the normal evolutions that we've come to know throughout history that involve trading, you don't trade to get them anymore. I was wondering that. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. like like if you want to get a, uh, a scissor, just give just all you have to do is give Scyther metal like, coating? the metal coat as if he's going to eat it. Because keep in mind, there's no held items, so you can't oh, trade. Yeah, I did notice that. Also, yeah. you're, you're mentioning about the special items in the merit shop. I did remember... The distortion events, I don't know if you've encountered what? those yet. You may not have encountered those yet. I mean, I know the distortion crab's part of the scene on region because of... They'll, they'll be... Giratina. Yeah. Yeah, when you get further along, there'll be, like, distortion events. Where on yep. the, it'll say, like, you'll see a message pop up, like, a distortion zone is, is showing up. And if you open up the map, you'll see, like, a circle on the map. And if you go there, when it forms, uh, rare Pokemon or, like, basically rare Pokemon will show up. And then items will start populating in there because I found I went to one. So this is the reason why Team Galaxy became crazy. Yes, I would assume so. Yeah, we'll find out. No, we won't. But yeah, because assuming we will. A, a, a couple of the items, like uh, in the one I was in, it was like, uh, oh, I forget what they're called, but the items that you would ha- have to, I think they're the ones you would use to make like Electivire and Magmortar. Oh, okay, gotcha. Nope, don't got it. I know yeah. what items you're talking about. I don't remember what they're called. Yeah, like the magnetizer or whatever. Magnetizer and don't I don't I don't I don't know what the other one is, but it's like I found those in there, and then I noticed those were in the merit shop uh, mm, as well. Okay. So you can find them besides just the merit shop. Gotcha. Yeah, you you can find them because yeah, in those in those zones, it's rare mons, and then items uh, pop in because there are a bunch of just like green and green and blue plates on the ground that I was picking up. That I think are just used for crafting. Speaking of that, how do you guys like the crafting? I actually like it. I, I actually like that system. I mean, it's it's fairly simple. There's not a whole lot of hassle, so I mean, I'm okay with it. I think I think it's a nice touch, especially it's a ni- it's a nice touch because it really helps deliver the era that we're in, which is that's what's nice about it. I like I like it because especially when you're just kind of wandering around, you don't have. You don't really have a moment where you're like, oh, shit, I'm out of balls, or I don't have the healing yep. or anything like that. Because if you don't have it, you can just make w- it. Just yep. walk that way, and you'll find the ingredients for it. Bingo. Because I've, I've made hundreds of balls at this point. Oh, same. same. Yep. I've same. made hundreds of them and used them and keep making them. Uh, the only thing I'm low on is uh, medical herbs, herbs. Mm-hmm. which also I didn't know this for the longest time, uh, probably like, Eight of the nine hours I've played, there's a farm in town. Yeah, you can grow stuff there. Yeah, I didn't uh, know what? that. I didn't you know can, that either. You can go. I to, literally looked them out the first time it let me, and I saw a farm. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, you can. I found it out because they you can expand it later. Yeah, and I did missions for expanding it, and then they're like, you can grow more crops here now, and I went, I can grow crops here. Oh, but yeah, shit. you can you can request like. <laughs> Apricorns, yeah, medical okay. supplies. Yeah. You can start farming as soon as it allows you to walk on the first two options: are apricorns and medicinal herbs. So I've started. I've started any time that's ready. I just I'm going to do medicinals because I'm 
I'm blowing through that more than anything else. Oh, yeah, mo- easily. Yeah, you blow through some potions quick. The potions aren't too bad. It's when you start getting some of the other recipes that require, yep. like, two or three of the medicinal herbs at a time. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, it'll be, like, potions or upgrading the potions. Revives. Yeah, revives are the big one for me right now. Because uh, it's, like, I'm... I'm I'm been running around challenging, trying to challenge some of the alphas higher level than me and stuff. And man, it's it's rough. Cause they will they will fuck you up quick. Yeah, they don't they don't play around. Uh, one thing that I'm also hoping for is I'm hoping to see some like um, you because know, you know like you've already said the nobles are very tedious. I've only done one. It was very dumb for me personally. The second one is not. The second one's nothing like the first thank, one. All right, well, thank God. Well, one thing that I'm going to hope for uh, later is that when it like we get some, like, better, like, like you know, some of the legendary Pokemon, like, better battles with them. Because I know, I know at least one is actually apparently a very good battle, which is Darkrai. Darkrai is actually a very good battle is what I've, what I've kind of seen online. But it's the same thing for, like, any of the others that are going to be in the game. Because, uh, you know, Dialga and Palkia is in it, Giratina. Pretty much all the Sinnoh legendary. I mean, literally everything in the Sinnoh decks is in this game. Um, yeah. I also want to call out Oak as a plagiarizer. Yeah, good point. Because <laughs> up until this game, it's always been referenced that Oak was the first person to start a Pokedex. That is true. And then we have this weird guy who's just like, I'm going to make a Pokedex on paper. gotta start somewhere and then oak's just like all right i'm gonna take this idea (laughs) throw it on this little handheld thing all right cool my idea oak just found the one copy of the the guy's research notes and went i'm gonna make so much money (laughs) (laughs) but one thing that you know i still i want to come back to just because i I do think it's a it's such a nice feeling where it's just so much different where this game like i already said it is truly built to be a single-player experience because, like, you don't have to trade with anyone. Every Pokemon in this game you get in this game, including the starters that you don't pick. Mm-hmm. Now, though, now for the starters that you didn't pick, apparently, to my understanding, those are very late in the game. Uh, for the Sinnoh starters, you know, because this is obviously the beginnings of the Sinnoh region, they're... Apparently, Chimchar is found very early. John and I just found out. I was going to say, I have him on for Yeah, exactly. John and I just found this out, that apparently Chimchar can be found very early. Did not know that. Um, that, that, it's, that is a nice feeling of where it's just like, you know, this is truly a single-player experience, and everything with the game is here in the game, you know, just for you to jump into and just dump a stupid amount of hours, which it, when it comes to just everything that you do in the game, like building the, po- you know, building the Pokedex, doing all the different tasks and stuff. It, it's almost crazy how addictive it can be. And you don't even realize how much time passes as you're doing it because it's just so addictive. Just running around a single zone, just trying to complete different tasks in your Pokedex per Pokemon entry to get to level 10. I'll say it's kind of to add on to that. It's one of those where it's like, oh, I've kind of hit the point where with some of them where I'm like, Pokedex stuff, I'll come back and finish some of the deck stuff out. I know where all of you are. I can come do this. Uh, I can come do this in a little bit. But at the same time, if I'm like walking, like just kind of walking around or like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab these things right here. If I turn around and I see like there's a Mon neck, like relatively close to me with his back turn. My brain goes, well, you got to get the back strike in. <laughs> <laughs> I got to hit you on the back of the head. Which, have you guys actually tried to use heavy balls yet? Yes. 
fucking suck. I've got this, those but things, I haven't used Those them. things fucking suck. It's fucking stupid. You they can, fucking suck. Uh, you know I you, know you can't throw them far, right? You know your distance of throwing a regular Pokeball? You can't throw them at all. The, your distance of throwing a regular Pokeball? Cut that down by a third. <laughs> you got a third the distance to work with. That is stupid. There's there's a decent amount of balls in the game, too. Supposedly. Yeah. Yeah, I've... I've got f- six. I unlocked, I've unlocked my fifth one, and then I was given an ultra ball for finding a satchel. See, my thing is, I've, I was very surprised by um, Pokeballs and whatnot, because I assumed it was going to be a hoarder, but when the professor's like, hey, help me catch these three Pokemon, here's 50 Pokeballs. He, he gave yep. me 50, and I went, <laughs> I went, god damn, even even when it it gets to like where you, he actually gives you some it's 20 he gives yep. you 20 and i'm like god damn man they used to be they used to hold these things hostage i was about to say used to they give me like five and be like good luck kid <laughs> you must have really had no faith in you to give you 50 i mean he gave me 50 i went i'm gonna become lebron of pokemon catching well it's like it i mean that kind of that idea of that you just said of like he had no faith in you Kind of makes sense in the way it's presented because yeah, that is true. Because when you catch the three of them and you get back to town and he tells him he's like, "Yeah, you caught all three of them." Everybody goes, "What the fuck? <laughs> nobody, nobody's ever caught three in one expedition. We barely catch one." Yeah, it's, fucking it's, scrubs. It's like <laughs> one of the first people you encounter. She's like, "You caught all three of them." I got fucked up by a Shinx. Oh yeah, Akari. <laughs> yeah, Akari. And then her Pikachu hates her. Yeah. I've seen some people uh, post up on Twitter that uh, it's just like the canon way to play this game is to play as Lucas and have Akari be your rival just because of her facial expressions the entire time. Her <laughs> facial expressions are really funny. I will say that. I like Akari. She, she cracks me up with the facial expressions of the game. Um, one thing I do also want to add on, because obviously one of the big things about Pokemon, of course, is uh, shiny Pokemon. You know, the two main, uh, the two main um, shiny hunting methods in this game is going to be the, the distortion areas and then mass outbreaks. Uh, I, I don't know the exact odds. I, I don't. Cause I'm, not a, I'm not a shiny hunter, so I don't live and breathe by that shit like Josh, for example, who wastes his entire time hunting down shiny Pokemon. Can and you get a starting shiny in this game? No, it's locked. Okay. Which, thank God, I would feel... I, I wouldn't feel bad because it's like you're inflicting this upon yourself. But at the same time, just imagine all the gamers that'd be set there determined to get a shiny starter and not get to play the game. That opening cinematic's long in this one too. Yeah, because I mean, like with you know, brilliant diamond, diamond uh, with brilliant diamond, shining pearl, whatever. Like you know, obviously, those starters are not locked, and the amount of players that were just stuck there at the beginning. Because the problem is, unlike previous Pokemon games, like pretty much any Pokemon game, you can open the bag until when they're shiny. Yeah. No, you got to get into battle in BDSP. You have to wait until you're in battle to see if they're going to be shiny, and it's just long. But no, thankfully they are locked. But no, so I, I don't know the exact odds or anything. But like uh, I do know there are increased odds for the mass outbreak and like the distortion. I don't know. I'm not going to comment on the distortion stuff. I, I don't know much about it right now besides the increased odds. But for the mass outbreak, pretty much once you get a mass outbreak, right? You know, you save it. You save it. Whatever camp you are in the region, you go to the mass outbreak, and you can essentially just farm a shiny, essentially. You know, for whatever that outbreak is, so like my like I, I actually got a shiny literally my first outbreak that I went to go see earlier, which was Cricketot, unfortunately. So I really yeah. don't care. But or, like, or you can just play the game and naturally have shinies, like I do. Yep, he had a full odd shiny, which also shout out to that. 
That's I've only had like one full odd shiny in my entire life. Oh, I've I have had I have consistently had a full odd shiny in every first playthrough of a Pokemon game since Gen Four. Yeah, not can't relate to that. I've only had one full odds my entire because life. I, I think it was Gen Seven. I came and showed it to you when yep. I got it because it was a shiny Beldum. Yep, yep. For me, it was a, a shiny Wooper. <laughs> yeah, it no. was on the Isle of Armor because, like you know, like you guys remember how like the Pokemon spawn in the wild area, whatever they just kind of like nope. you know like, whoop, just yeah. kind of pop up. I it, I happened to drive over with my bike, like right over. Why'd you run him over? He just spawned. You animal. I didn't even see him. That's you the thing. Animal. I literally did not see him. Like, he spawned as I was going over over that spot. So, it's just like, all of a sudden, I'm in a battle, and I'm like, what the fuck? And Josh was sitting right there with me. It was fucking shiny. And I'm just like, you gotta be shitting me. Uh, but no, uh, with uh, the the outbreak area or whatever, you know, once you have your outbreak save, go and, and play it, and you just... You can pretty much just sit there and continuously do that single outbreak because as you catch whatever's there, more will spawn until the outbreak ends up going away and then just kind of reload, kind of do the process. But, like, once you see the, sh- uh, uh, the shiny, immediately save because every single time it will be uh, shiny, which is one thing that makes it a lot easier for shiny hunting in this game is that it's not going to be completely, completely random where it's like if you get it and it runs away, it's just like, well, fuck, they went the shiny forever. Now, as long as you save, the game has it predetermined that that's what's going to be there. So once you load back in, it's still going to be shiny walking around. You can try to catch it. So that makes it easier for shiny hunting at least, which is still something that I absolutely despise, but... Makes it easier. So I'm actually trying to do a little bit of shiny hunting. Just a little. I'm not going to be like Josh, dedicate my entire life to it. No. No. no I'm, I'm kind of like, if it happens, it happens. If I get one, cool. See, people started saying shiny. I went, what the hell are you talking about? It's just the color variation. Yeah, because I stopped messing with Pokemon consistently before shinies was a thing. That's not true. The only they've, shiny they, I... They've always been a thing. It's just... Like in the old, like especially in Gen One, you wouldn't know it was a shiny until you imported it to the second game. Oh, okay. And they were in the second game. I was about to say the only shiny I ever knew of was Red Gyarados. Yeah, they they were they've been in every Pokemon game. Yeah, you could technically get a shiny in Gen One because if it rolled shiny, you just wouldn't know until you traded it up. Mm-hmm. And then they were like they were in they they became more of a prominent thing in Gold and Silver. As far as I'm aware, shinies didn't exist. They existed. I said, as far as I'm aware, they can exist, but as far as I was aware, <laughs> they didn't exist. But yeah, no, it's... Some of them are cool. Some of them aren't. True. My, the one I got was a Carnivine. I mean, it is what it is. I'll keep it. Yeah. Just like, cool, I got one. Nice. No, I mean, there's a couple that, um, Which that I would hunt, but... You'll know when it if one pops up, even if you... Even if you're not sure what the original color or what the variation is, because it just to be. looks really fucking weird. No, because it'll have like when it's, it spawns in and wa- is walking around, it'll have all these sparkles going around it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah. So it is. You can see it from a distance as well. Like you are very, very clear that there is a shine. Because how I saw my cricket top coming up on the outbreak, I was still very, I was still pretty far away, and I saw the saw the sparkles. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. Because yeah, I, I was just riding through. And was about to turn off to go on a different path, and I saw it pop up, and I went, oh, "We might as well catch that real quick." 
Well, boys, any other thoughts that you want to throw out there involving the game? Um, you know, we're still very early, especially you with only three hours in, but do we want to give like an initial first pre- first impressions kind of rating or do we want to hold off for now? Because like my first impressions, I would probably give it as of now, maybe an eight out of 10. We'll see how it continues to go for me. I don't necessarily have like a great first impression score to give it. What I will say is if you were hesitant about it because you weren't sure... Like, because one thing I will say about this game that we didn't really touch on, trainer battles are few and far between. That is very true. This game is not about trainer battling. No, not in the least. Uh, so if if you're much more of a fan of battling in Pokemon games or, like, like going through doing the typical gym challenge Elite Four, it, this game is not that. This game is run around a field and catch Pokemon. And I would say, I would say I recommend the game. I would say to get it if you were hesitant on it and kind of looking at it now and thinking, eh, maybe I want to get it. I'd give it a try. There's no harm in it. It's a fun game. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, John. I've enjoyed this one more than the past couple, just because it's just me free roaming, just messing with Pokemon versus having to mess with trainer battles. Yeah, I, I will say. It, this this game compared to Sword and Shield, at like at the, at the nine hour point, I'm having a lot more fun in this game. I, I can agree to that. This game is a lot more fun because I'm I'm not being railroaded in a direction. It's like yeah, there's a story there, or like there's a main mission to follow, but I only have to do that when I'm reaching the level cap that I'm at for right now. Yeah. Other than that, or if I want to go to the next zone, I have to do that. But if I don't want to do that, if I want to run around and just catch Pokemon and explore, I can. And to also piggyback on what uh, John is saying about, you know, go out and try it, whatever. You know, if you're a Pokemon fan and you've been kind of hesitant about this for, you know, fair reasons, because like I've already said, this is a definite uh, change of pace for Game Freak. I definitely think give it a shot because at the very least, what you will see out of this game is you will see a an incredible first step in the right direction for what is going to be an absolutely phenomenal Pokemon game to come, which is the main thing to take away, you know, from this. Because that's what I've always continued to say about Breath of the Wild, is that it's a phenomenal game. I just don't think it's the best Zelda game. and I, But I do think it's an, an incredible foundation to help take us to the best Zelda game. And that's kind of how I feel about Legends here. Is I feel like this is an, an amazing foundation to take us to higher levels for what could be like the next Legends-style game. Because to my understanding, you know, we're going to essentially kind of get three different kinds of Pokemon games over time. Where it's like you could get like these Legends games, your normal mainline stuff, as well as Let's Go games. You know, that that's to my understanding. Now, we'll see if that ends up being true. Bring back Rangers. A lot of people would love to well, see that. See, I will say, Conquest. kind of going off of that, if this, I would lo- I would love to see another one of these games. Uh, just going to throw that out there. Sure. But uh, even for as knowing how that there's a lot more for me to do in the game at this point, uh, another game, like if there was, if they came out and said, hey, we're going to make another one of these, it's going to be bigger, it's going to be more polished. I'm on board right away. I mean, yeah, I agree to that. Because 100%. I'm I'm a huge fan of this so far. Yeah, the concept is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, which is like, you know, that's that's the biggest thing is they knocked it out of the park for what they're trying to deliver to us uh for future installments. Um 
so I mean, I would I would love to see another one. Uh, you know, it's like the question is like if they're going to do another Legends, is it going to be the same thing where it's just like you know you're going to be like in a, a past version of a region? Because if so, uh, what about Unova? You know, uh, which one's Unova? Gen five. Okay. Yeah, that, the next in line to essentially get remakes. Um, so maybe have a Legends whatever. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it could be called. It doesn't really matter, but you know that that would be a very interesting region to explore in like a past tense, but. Um, you know, this is this is a good foundation for what's to come for future Pokemon games, and maybe this style be just Gen Nine. You know, which is something that I've you know we've kind of talked about a little bit, and I've seen a lot of chatter about online where it's like this sort of style could actually just be Gen Nine whenever that's to come potentially. You know, next year um, or later this year, I'd probably say next year. That's my guess. Uh, I will say another thing. Apparently, we are going to get uh, DLC for Legends. Okay. Yeah. I'm already down. Yeah. Uh, we are you think it'll just be another region? No. Based on the map that we have, there are a couple of... I, I don't know if they would actually pull something from Sinnoh and make that part of DLC, exploring some of the other islands uh, that are around Sinnoh, mm-hmm. uh, or if they would just give us an entirely new, uh, large island that's completely brand new to the franchise to go explore. Because there's like the battle area in Sinnoh, uh, which that's normally where Stark Mountain is, which is where you find Heatran. Uh, and then there's the Full Moon Island and the something else island where you find Cresselia and Darkrai, which obviously they're already in the game as is. Yeah, so there there's other islands surrounding Sinnoh uh, that you could that you can go to in the previous game. So maybe they do that. I'd probably put more money on. They would just create an entirely new area that's new to the Pokemon franchise as a whole and. I don't know. I don't. You know, maybe by the end of it, it'll be some sort of wrap up, where it's just like, what happened to it? Why? Why is it not part of Sinnoh? Or I don't know. We'll see. But I, I you know, I, I say there's going to be DLC, and it's just because um, the the one leaker who is one thousand percent legit said that there's going to be DLC. I mean, he's literally not gotten a single thing wrong throughout this entire game. Uh, the the Riddler, uh, you know, he openly said, "Yeah, there's DLC." I'll t- we'll, we'll talk. We'll kind of tease more about it later on the only teases that he did put out is he put up two character pictures he put up looker and i always forget his damn name but barry's dad from um gen 4 who was one of the uh battle frontier tycoons i can't remember his name though but he put up those two pictures and that he said that was his only hint because that's all he does is just put a bunch of damn riddles for everything that's hence his name of course which looker would be very interesting because like I'm pretty sure it's like kind of canon that Looker essentially just consistently time travels throughout multiple Pokemon games. Cause like, I think Looker's first games was black and white and then uh, black and white too. And I think he also appeared in X and Y. I could be wrong on that. And he might've appeared in ultra ultra sun, ultra moon. So this dude's hopping all over the place. So that would be a very interesting concept considering, you know, we are, we did time travel in this game. But that was the only riddle that he put out there for the DLC. We'll see more potentially in April, apparently, is the time range. I don't know if that means release or we'll see more, but all he said was April. So, no, I mean, he is a legit leaker, so I put 100% state. You know, he's not gotten a single thing wrong. I will say the only thing that I hate about him is he's fucking cringe as shit. He is so damn cringe to the point where it's like I almost don't want to follow him anymore. But his account's locked, so I know if I don't follow him, I'm fucked. And I don't get to see all the hints and stuff. But he's got he's got a massive beef with uh Centro, you know, obviously we've all probably heard of Centro at some point where like every time he puts up some sort of hint, 
he he ends his tweet with uh puppy your meal is done now with like a little like a little shit and a puppy emoji and stuff you know you know referencing uh centro i'm just like bro this is cringe like no and no one else gives a shit about this can you please just stop but you know other than that he's uh he's i mean he's got everything right leak wise so dlc that's gonna be pretty cool it's just a matter of what's it gonna be and if it'll be more than one DLC, kind of like, you know, with Sword and Shield. Yeah. That's another thing to keep in mind is going to be two DLCs, which maybe do the same process where you get, you know, the first one in, like, July, and the second one, you know, maybe a, a bigger one comes out in, like, November, kind of like Crown Tundra, Isle of uh, Armor, whatever. So that's something else to keep in mind. We'll see. Um, but, boys, any other thoughts you want to throw out there involving the game or anything else? No, no, I don't got anything else. You know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Legends next week as well uh, as we continue to get further into it and just kind of talk about our progress and, you know, how our thoughts have continued to change, things we like, things we hate, et cetera. So we'll definitely talk about it more next week on, what's next week, 75? Yeah, 75. So we'll talk about more of that then. Um, when does your Dynasty Warriors come out again? 15th. Okay, so a couple weeks away on that one. What about Lost Ark? When does that drop for you? First or second week. Okay. Sometime in there. I know the I know uh for seventy six, that's the one we'll be talking about Sifu. I know that one, so that's actually that's, that's gonna be pretty cool. Looking forward to that. All right, well, I suppose we can go ahead and get out of here. So I'll hit the music. We can send out last thoughts. If you've liked everything, you've been watching this YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, rate. Yeah, everything helps, whatever your platform allows. And on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and help us out. And if you actually want to know whenever we update a video, whether it be Gamesthetic, Animan, Terrible Football, uh, talk about moving stuff, hit the bell, and it will let you know. Thank you. All right. Uh, if you've made it to the end with us here, thank you very much. And uh, be sure to go check our website out. Uh, that's sparky3.com. And hopefully we'll see you next week where we continue to ramble on about more Pokemon. That's very true. And uh, most importantly, uh, if you could, please go show us some support and check out the website. Uh, you know, we've had this in the works for about the past month. Super excited to finally put it out there, sparky3.com, uh, central source of all of our content. Uh, again, you can sign up to the website for free, completely free, forever. Get email notifications, uh, access to special blogs, comment on the post, collect badges, etc. And if you're you know, feeling pretty generous, you can throw five bucks our way once a month and uh, get access to early podcast episodes, uh, behind the scenes, uh, premium blog posts, premium channels of the discord server join the discord server that's gonna be linked down below as well and uh like i said uh for the first week monday to monday uh, we will have the promo code launch on sparky3shop.com which will give you 25 percent off on everything in the store so go pick something up we'd appreciate that we do have more designs coming uh, i've got at least like three or four that i'm getting ready to put on the site probably in the next couple weeks that i'm currently working on right now so that's gonna be pretty dope including terrible football show stuff i know there's a couple of uh you know people that i know personally that would want some terrible football show merch so that it is coming i promise just give us a couple weeks and once it comes come a couple weeks you'll see why we had to wait on it and didn't put it on the launch of the website but uh, until next time guys have a good one see you see bye